Hello and welcome back, friends. I'm your host, Jorge, and today we're starting the second episode of All I Know Is My Name. And joining me is my co-host, Sandra. Hey, everybody. How are y'all doing? And uh, we're just going to go ahead and get started with episode two. Um, By popular demand, our special guest today is our very own uh, co-host. A lot of you guys texted us and you guys were actually very interested in how how to get into the field of dental assistant. Um, so I thought we'd go ahead and ask our very own co-host how she did it. Uh, so just real quick, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for those that don't know you or skipped episode number one. <laughs> Tends to happen, I do it. Um, okay, so my name is Sandra, like you said, and you should know me by now. I'm 22 years old. Um, I've been a dental assistant for about a year and a half. A little less, a little more. Um, and before that, I worked in a warehouse. Okay. And so, <laughs> how did you end up choosing to become a dental assistant? Well, it was it was kind of just something to do. <laughs> I um, I was a college student at the moment, and I kind of um, financially couldn't afford it anymore. So, I took a break from college to do this. Um, it was about the same cost for what I was paying for a class. So it just seemed like the right choice to make because I would be making more money. And how did you find out specifically about <clears throat> dental assistant? Because you could have chosen anything out there. Um, I actually had a friend who was going to go through the program. She actually didn't finish the program. It wasn't something she enjoyed. So even though she told me about it, she didn't finish it herself. Um, I did. I looked into it. I was like, oh, I don't know about being in people's mouths all day, but... I gave it a try, and I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, sounds so, a little weird, but I did. <laughs> so, okay, so, all right, take me back. When you first started researching it, how did you actually find out information about it? Well, she told me of a place, and then um, I kind of looked into it. The website, like, you can go onto their websites. It was here in Cartersville. It, the website just didn't look, like, up-to-date. You know, like you expect a certain look from a dental office, and I wasn't getting that. You can also tour these places. So I went to two other places before I found the place that I went to school at. Um, I didn't like them. It was one of us here in Cartersville. Even though I didn't like their website, I was like, well, maybe if I go into the office, it'll be a different vibe. I didn't like it. Okay, so just really quick for those people that are, because we have a few people that are very interested in it. Uh, so that just that they know a little bit more and they don't get sucked into like these places that you're talking about, you know, because they'll when you tour it, they'll make it seem like it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the names of these places and why didn't you like it? So one of them um, is actually was told by one of my friends, um, Smile for You. They offer a dental assisting program, but she said that they just handed you the books and were like, study. You'll have like tests, but just study. Um, and they just kind of stood in the corner of everything. They didn't really get hands-on experience, which I think is very important, especially going into the dental field. Like, dentists kind of want you to have experience, not just know things from a book. Um, the other one, I can't remember the name for the life of me. It is located... Here in Cartersville? No, it, it was in Kennesaw. That's why I don't know the oh, name Kennesaw. of it. Kennesaw, okay. Yes. Um, I can't think of the name. If I think about it, I'll add it to a post and let y'all know about it. Um, but the place I decided to go with is called Georgia School of Dental Assisting, 
or GSDA. They have a couple of offices. Um, the offices aren't located in um, Cartersville. Offices are Roswell, Woodstock, Kennesaw, and Buford. So there's a couple of offices that you can go to. I loved my instructor and she actually teaches at two of the offices, the Woodstock office and the Kennesaw office. And she's, she's amazing. I love her. She's very upbeat, very um, patient with us because I can't tell you how many mistakes I made going through the, the course. And she was very understanding. She's like, here, this is how you do it. Try again, try again, try again. Loved it, loved her so much. Shout out to Miss Dusty if she hears this. <laughs> okay. And then for, for some of these people that are looking to go into this field, um, I know for everyone, you know, if you're looking for a different career path, it's usually either because of money or you're just unhappy. So if you're unhappy and you choose this career path, you know, the resources are there. But like, let's say for those who are thinking about switching, but money is a factor, uh, how much does they usually run them? Okay, the program I went to was the most expensive one. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was really expensive. There's programs from like $1,000 to what I paid, which was $3,000. I'll give you an exact number, actually. I paid 3400 Okay, and how, many, how long is the program for? The program is 12 weeks. So the place where I went, and the reason I also went with the school, was they offer a payment plan. So you pay $200 to do your application and basically you um, save your slot. So you save your spot. So it's $200 right up front. Um, you can fill the application online or you can drop it off at any of the offices depending on where you're going to go. And then after that, it's payments of $800. It's four payments of $800. Okay. And are those like quor like quarterly? or? Yeah, it's um, the first one is that first day of your class. You pay that day. Okay. The second one is the fourth week. The third payment's the eighth week. And then the fourth payment is the 11th week. Okay. So it's split up and it's very easy, honestly. I've, I was working and I could afford to do the payments. It worked for me. It was amazing and they're very understanding. Like if you were to say, hey, I can't, I don't get paid until this day. Is it okay if I make my payment that day? They're like, yeah, just make sure it goes through. Okay. And for people who are researching or looking into different uh, schools or programs, what are some of the tips you would have for them? Um, okay. So make sure that they do hands-on. Like I said, that's very important. Make sure they do hands-on. Make sure you're allowed to work on somebody. Um, something else, make sure they do an internship because you're not legally certified until you do like a shadowing program. And you have to do a minimum of certain hours. So this program offered all of that. Okay. It offered the 50 hours of internship that you need. If you do more, that's great. It's just more experience for you. But they, they require 50 in order to be able to be certified. And how difficult would you say the program is? The program isn't difficult. Um, the class, like the books they give you, is so easy to follow. Everything's pretty much laid out for you. You have to study and you have to be good at remembering things. Um, but the program itself is very easy. I think the hardest part for a lot of people is dealing with like the saliva and the blood and just all the different noises going on. And at the same time, keeping in mind that it is a person that you're working on. Like it's not a dummy, you're working on a person. 
So keep in mind, they do have feelings. They are scared. So if you can handle all of that, you're going to be great at it. And I'm not trying to scare anybody away, but you have to try to remain cool. You have to try to remain calm so that the patient doesn't get scared. So one of the things I, w- I would be thinking about would be like, there there's people with diseases, right? Like there's people with HIV and there's people with the other diseases that are like, you know, are transferred like if you contamination right through yeah, the blood hepatitis all of these right things. so how do you guys deal with that kind of stuff okay so we do we take about two weeks and we learn about all of these diseases and how long they can live outside of the body how long all of this it's right. very um you double you double glove double glove ha <laughs> can say that um but a lot of dentists say not to as precaution i was always taught to so say if you read on their medical record, because you always have to look, just to be on the safe side, if somebody has AIDS, take extra precaution. Make sure you're wearing goggles. Make sure, and they go through all of the safety stuff. Make sure you're wearing maybe two masks. Make sure you're wearing gloves, long gloves. Um, if you have a lab coat that you can just throw away, make sure you're wearing that. Like Always check yourself. Make sure you don't have any blood on you. Make sure you didn't get poked. And they go through every step. And your dentist will also be like, hey, you know, this patient has AIDS. We need to take a little bit more precaution. Um, When you're cleaning the instruments, you have to clean them a certain way. So what happens if they don't tell you? Because a lot of people don't. Some people don't know. Not a lot. But like some people don't know that they don't don't have it. Or some people are ashamed that they do have these diseases. And it just puts puts us at risk. Because we don't know. So we can't take the extra precaution. So again, you have to be careful with every patient because of the same factor you don't know. But if you're honest about it, you're not just protecting us, you're protecting everybody else who has to go through that dental office. And of course, this is worst case scenario, right? right? So on the regular, how often would you see one of these patients? Do you think? We don't see them very often, um, but we do occasionally have them. And again, it's it's one of those that when you see it on the schedule, your heart kind of drops a little bit because you're like, oh, okay, just have to be extra careful. And you don't want the patient to feel like you're discriminating them or that you're giving them a certain treatment or that you don't want to treat them a certain way. Like you're not treating them like a normal person. You're treating them like a diseased person. Like, no, it, they went through certain circumstances that got them to that point. Right. But you can't treat them. As anybody different. Are there any people that you guys actually turn away? No. Not not that I'm aware of. At this office that I'm at currently, we I haven't seen a patient like that. Um, but I did at a previous office, and the dentist didn't turn him away. But a lot of times he was... He explained it. He said a lot of times people that do have AIDS tend to, like, their teeth go... I'm part of my language, but they go to hell. Their teeth go to hell, so they have to have them extracted. So most of the time, these people don't have teeth. Right. So then they have to do um, dentures and stuff like that. So we don't really see them. And when we do see them, it's more to deal with, like, their dentures getting loose or stuff like that. But no, we don't turn them away. We try. They're just like everybody else. If we think that they'd be better in a certain circumstance, in a certain dental office like if they're having extractions maybe we'll send them to an oral surgeon just to make sure that they're more comfortable too so what's the hardest part would you say about your job 
just emotionally dealing with everybody. <laughs> it's not even the actual like being there. Yeah, it takes a little bit of like back strength and your back sometimes will be achy. We see a lot of patients. Um, but it's just the emotional aspect of it. Because these people walk in, some of these people haven't been to the dentist in years, 10 years or plus. And they come in and they're like, I know my mouth is to hell, but you know, I'm here. I'm ready. I need to get it fixed. And whenever they're so far gone that they can't get it fixed, that their teeth all have to come out, or maybe they have to get a couple of teeth pulled, and you see them break down. They're like, it's just that life happened. And you're not just an assistant. You're not just a dentist at that point. You're a therapist. Like you're trying to like comfort them. And that's very hard. At least starting off, I know that a, a lot of other dental assistants have come like grown a little bit tougher. And they're like, oh, we hear this all the time. And I guess it's just because I'm starting off that I still feel for them. I still am like, oh, well, I'm sorry, you know, but at least you're taking the first step. You're getting to where you need to be. We're here for you. We're going to stand with you through the whole process. Don't worry. Or we see patients that just are terrified of the, doc the dentist. So it's like you have to hold their hand, make sure that they're okay. Right. At that point, you stop being an assistant and you start being an actual, like, person. You're just like, I'm here. Don't worry. Nothing to worry about. He's just checking your teeth. And we do have a lot of those patients. So what, um, on the other hand, what's, some of the, what's the best part about your job? Oh, my goodness. Like, we've had cases where people walk in with um, Mountain Dew Mouth. Mountain Dew Mouth. What Mountain is that? Dew Mouth is like, you can Google it. I wouldn't advise you to, but you can Google it. It looks like, it looks like people who are on meth it does the same thing. Meth and Mountain Dew do the same thing to your teeth. So try not to drink Mountain Dew. Nothing against it, but just save your teeth. <laughs> um, we had a young man that came in, and we fixed his smile the day that everything was fixed. Like, he broke down in tears. He's like, guys, I haven't been able to smile in like six years because wow. I've been so embarrassed of my teeth. And that just brought so much joy to my heart. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Like, we changed somebody's life. Right. Um, he came back like three weeks later, and he's like, I got a new job. Uh, I finally have a girlfriend. He's like, my life turned around. He's like, I'm so happy. Y'all changed my life. That's what I love about my job. Well, I can tell right now you're very happy where, where you're working. Uh, but, you know, along with all the good, there's, there's also bad. And I'm sure yes. you've had bad experience, job experiences. Oh. When I was first looking for jobs, it was, it was awful. Um, I, actually were, I actually did a couple of interviews before I found a couple of jobs. Um, actually, one of the first interviews I ever had, the dentist was so rude to me. He belittled me the whole entire time. Um, it, was, it was the worst experience. But I needed a job. I had quit my job in order to pursue this. So I needed to find a job to show that what I did was worth it. And so I walked into this place and I did a, a working interview. Like I said, this is going to be very important if you're a dental assistant. You'll do a lot of these. So you walk in and they're like, okay, tell me what you've done before. Tell me like your experience. I didn't have any experience. I mean, I was straight out of dental assisting school. But he's like, you know what? I don't even want you to tell me what you've done. He's like, 
go help them with the sterilization room, go set up the rooms, and I guess we'll see what you're made of. He was so rude to me the whole entire time. But I was like, I need a job. I need a job. I need to be able to make my money's worth of what I studied. Right, because you just paid $3,400 yeah. off. Right? right. So I was like, oh, I have to stick through it. So I walk in and I told the other assistant, there was another assistant, and they're called your lead assistants. And I was like, you know, I've never actually worked on an actual patient. I'm new. And her jaw dropped. She's like, he thinks you've done this before. Like, he thinks you have years of experience. I was like, I'm 21. I just graduated, like, this year. This is when I first started. And she's like, well, I'll try to, like, help you as much as I can. But I don't know how much I'll be able to help because he's, he's very, like, headstrong. I was like, more like a rude ass, but whatever. So I was helping him, and we were doing an extraction, and this this older man was so nice to me. He he was my therapist. <laughs> and he's like, you're doing fine, you're doing fine. I was like, yeah, but he's being so mean to me. He's like, don't worry, he's been my dentist for years. He's just like that. He goes, he goes through assistance like they're candies, like Tic Tacs. So I was like, mm. Well, apparently, I won't survive here. <laughs> and this is, like, in the ghetto-y part of Georgia. Okay. So, I've, I mean, I was already out of my element. If you know me, you know I'm very, like, shy, very... No, you're not. When I'm... Yes. Whenever I was in school and even at my job, I'm very quiet. Okay. So, I'm different when I'm with the friends. <laughs> um, so, I was very scared. And... The older man, like, helped me through my first couple of hours because he was there for a while. Um, he's just like, you're doing great. You're doing great. I'm like, okay. He got there early for his appointment. The dentist refused to see him before his actual appointment. So I was like, that's crazy. But anyways, um, so I was helping him, and I was holding the section like I was taught in school. Right. And he's like, you're in my way. You need to get out of my way. Like, right in front of the patient. I was like, Okay. So then at the end of the day, he, um, he's like, well, here's your check for your working interview. Cause they do pay you. Some places do pay you for doing working interviews. He paid me and he's like, um, the office manager will be in touch with you if I decide to go with you. And he just, he's like, you can go home now. I was like, okay. So I talked to the office manager and he's like, oh, um, so what did you think? I was like, honestly, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Um, Thank you for the experience. Thank you for giving me an interview. I didn't really feel like I needed to say thank you, but the professional on me was like, thank you. Right. So uh, I walked out. I got in my car. I was on my way home, and he calls me. He's like, the dentist wants to offer you the job. $12 an hour. I was like, okay, sounds good. But I was like, I don't think I'm – I was like, I'm not going to take it. I was like, it's a pretty far drive, and I was belittled the whole time. He's like – the dentist didn't know it was your first day on the job. I was like, if he would have taken the time to get to know me, he would have known. Well, when when you send in your like application resume, did he it never not... looked at my resume. Oh. I sent in my resume. Um, the application I filled it in office. Right. So he didn't even look at any of that stuff. Wow. So I I just I did not like that office. Um. Never went back. And they still call me to this day. They're like, hey, we still have a job opening. Do you want to come back? No, thank you. It's just, uh-huh. it wasn't a good match. Yeah. I'm telling you, my work ethic is great. But it just wasn't the match for me. 
Um, then I went to a different place. It was in Roswell. The dentist was very like, I'm going to be in my office. If you need me, come find me. Okay. And, and again, I didn't have any experience. And I was the only assistant there. So you didn't have anybody to learn from. I didn't have anybody to learn from. I was doing it on my own. And then the dental hygienist, she didn't like me. <laughs> because I was like, hey, you know, how do I change this? Because I was bringing in the office. So I didn't know how to change things. She's like, uh, you should know this. I'm like, well, I don't. Can you show me where to find this? Okay, there. Okay, I got it. Do you need, because I would have to place the orders for the equipment that we needed or the supplies. And she'd be like, no, you should be able to look at my stuff and know what I need. I'm like, how am I going to do that? So she was very rude. I tried to stay away from her. Um, I stayed there for about three months because, I, again, I needed the job. And it wasn't as bad. It was a smaller office. We weren't too, too busy. So it was a good place to learn. And I did learn a lot from him, even though he was very, like, don't talk to me <laughs> kind of attitude. Right. But I did learn a lot. He's he's a good dentist. He's just very, stay away from me. I'm too good for you. Oh, okay. Um, then I started talking to the office manager. became very good friends with our office manager. And she was like, look, the office isn't doing very well. I, I shouldn't be telling you this. But I know that you're straight out of school and that you need the money. <clears throat> so I was like, yeah, of course. She's like, I would start looking for a job. She's like, I don't know how long the office is going to stay open. And I was like, I'm already looking for a job since the day I started working here. <laughs> um, so she told me that and I started like moving around. I was like, I need to find a job. Like I can't just be without one. I have bills to pay. So I came across, I, I left there three months after I had started, and I went to an office in Rome. But it wasn't a general dentist. I went from being into general and cosmetic to going into children's dentistry. That is a completely different ballgame. They do like four procedures, but they hired me to be a dental assistant. Do you have to get certified differently for those? No. Okay, so same certification. Okay. And uh, they do, like, four different procedures. Extractions, fillings, um, pulpotomies, that the people that will do this will know what they mean. And I just couldn't. I love kids. I, everybody that knows me knows I love kids. But it was so scary. I assisted one day, <laughs> and that was enough for me. Um, then they moved me to the front. So I learned a lot of front office from them. Um, I moved to the front, and I mean, I was answering phones, I was making appointments, I was checking in patients, I was translating, I was helping the hygienist, I was I was also helping the dentist. I mean, I literally did a bunch of stuff in that office, um, and I had nobody to help. Like, there would be times where the phone, like, I would have all three lines busy, I would be checking in somebody, I would be translating for somebody. Because I'm bilingual. So it was just a lot. And I would tell the office, the owner of the office, um, like, I'm overwhelmed. I need somebody to help me. And they'd be like, well, we'll hire somebody. We'll hire somebody. They never hired anybody. <laughs> well, how much did you get paid for that? I only got 15 an hour. 15? 15 an hour. And I was doing like four or five different people's jobs. And hmm. when I asked for a raise, she's like, we're We'll give you a raise. Just give us a couple months. I was like, 
okay, I'll wait a couple weeks. I'm not waiting months. Like, this is a lot. It's very stressful. Um, and there's this thing that's called, like, you have to give consent. But it's called a papoose board. They literally strap the kids down. Like, they tie them down. It's like, I don't know, like a electrocution chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best way to describe it. It's, it's the scariest thing ever. I hated it so much. But that, and, it's for and, their safety. In all, yeah, it's in all fairness, like yeah. kids just don't like being poked at at all. So they're <laughs> they going to move. I understand that. And it, but for me, it was so scary because it was one of the first times I had seen that happen. So I was scared out of my mind. I was like, what are they doing to these kids? <laughs> in my, <laughs> I was scared. But it, in reality, it is for their safety. Because a lot of kids don't want you to do anything to their teeth. But it's, they, it needs to be done and it is for their safety. But I didn't like it. I wasn't comfortable with it. It, it went against what, what I believed and felt was right. Well, what else would they have done? Because there's it, a well, lot like of it. I think a lot of it. better option? I think um, we do, we did, uh, what is it called? Nitrous. So we did do it, but some kids just were not okay with it. And the dentist was great. He's, he's a great guy. Um, loved working with him. I learned a lot. Even though I didn't work in the back office, like, all the time with him, I worked a lot with a hygienist. I learned a lot from him. So he was a really good guy. But... I was just scared. I don't know. You have to see it to understand what I was feeling. And I just couldn't. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that we booked so many patients in one day. Like we would see upwards of maybe 20 cleanings. We would do 20 cleanings, if not more. And we would see like 15 dentist patients. 20 cleanings, right? So how many, how much is a cleaning? Uh, there we did, I think it was like 120. 120 times 20. Four. If not more. I think it's different for different ages. I can't remember anymore. It's been a while. Right. <clears throat> but it was just hard. I was like, I can't. I can't be in the front. I can't be in the back all the time. Like, And then the, the employees would all come to me. They'd be like, you need to go talk to the hygienist because she's not listening to us. All these kids need x-rays and she's saying they're ready. Or we ask her to help us with x-rays because she doesn't have anybody to do cleanings right now because we're stuck on x-rays and they're not wanting to help. And they would all come to me. And I'm like, okay, give me a second. Let me fix this. Let me check these in. And then I'll come back and talk to you. Give me a second. And uh, it was just so stressful. Like I needed help and nobody was giving it to me. But I did learn a lot. And I, at the same time, I'm grateful that I was put in that situation because now I'm like, very good at multitasking. Right. <laughs> um, and now the place I'm at, uh, it's heaven. It is heaven. The people I work for are great. It's like you found your home away from home. So you would say you're happy right now? I'm happy with what, what I found, yeah. I get paid pretty well. I'm not going to say what I get paid. <laughs> but I get paid pretty well. Um, my hours are great. I go in at 9 or 8.30, 9 or 8.30, depending on the day. And I get off at 5 or 7. So, so 9 to 5, gone. Yeah, it's it's an amazing office. I work for a great couple. They're married. They're sweet as can be. 
most of the time. <laughs> no, they're very good people. The office stays pretty busy, and he's... I love the fact that he's willing to teach you. Not just what an assistant should know, but he's willing to teach you above and beyond. So a lot of things that, like, dentists are like, just hand me the things. Like, you don't need to look into the mouth. Like, you just need to hand me stuff. He's not like that. He's like, do you see that? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a cavity. Like, see, see all that stuff that I'm cleaning out? Like, now that's a healthy tooth. I'm like, okay, that looks, like, that's pretty cool. So, he, he goes above and beyond to teach you. Okay, so, like, <laughs> let's say for any, anybody that's looking to join that field, right? What are some tips that you would give them? Um, have a positive attitude. Just be positive. Be patient. Because you'll need your patience. Um, what else? And don't expect to, like, go in and start getting paid, like, 15 an hour. If you don't have the experience, you're going to start off 12, 13. Mm -hmm. And you probably won't get that many hours either. Like, it's very hard to find a dental office that's 40 hours. Really? Really. So, right now, where I'm at, I get about 28, 30 hours. Um, maybe sometimes more. Depending on the week. Depending on the week. Um, but a lot of offices, their dental assistants get 20, 25, 28, 30 hours max. Um... And they don't, if you go for a small dental office, like a private dental office, you're not going to get benefits. So benefits are out the door. But a lot of the dentists will do dental work for you. So I get my cleanings done free. You know. But, I mean, cleanings are what, like 60, 80 bucks? They're, they're about 80 bucks with, like, special offers and stuff. But if not, a cleaning can run up to, like, 120. So... I mean, there's but it's like, every six months, right? Right. So. Or or sometimes dentists, like if, say you're married, they'll work on your husband or they'll work on your oh, kids. Okay. They'll do your dental work. So it's kind of like, a, you're, like if you were their family, they're yeah. helping you out kind of thing. Yeah. But you're not, if you don't work for like a big franchise, you're not going to get benefits. You're not going to get that stuff. Fit, paid vacation? What is that? Like if you work for a private office, you're more than likely not going to get paid vacations. So I know, so dental hygienists, you guys work a lot with them, right? Yes. So is their work schedule similar to your guys'? Uh, dental hygienists, they stay pretty busy. Like, they make their own schedule, basically. Do they? Yes. So there's a difference because there's also dental, uh, dental hygiene assistants. Okay. So they just help the hygienist. But the most that they get is like 14 an hour. Like, that's the most they'll ever get paid. Okay, and they're probably not getting close to that. No, they're probably not. They're probably getting 12. Like, because most offices don't just hire hygiene assistants. They hire dental assistants, and they'll, like, if the dentist isn't doing anything, they'll send you to help the hygienist. But you'll still get paid as a dental assistant. You just won't be doing all that other stuff. But honestly, it's it's an experience. It's, I think it's cool. I love, I know y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but I love the way that it sounds like that crunch sound whenever a tooth is getting pulled. It's like, oh, it's like the best sound. 
They're kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> People probably think I'm crazy. But you if, you, if you experience that sound and you like what you do, like, I know that if a tooth makes that sound, it's going to come out in one piece. And if it makes a different sound, like, get ready because it's going to get messy. And that's fun too, but, you know. People think I'm crazy, but I enjoy what I do, and I, I really do enjoy it. So it's one of those things you either love or you hate. There's no, like, I'll tolerate it. Okay. So. Oh, and don't get discouraged, guys, because I did go through, like, a lot of job interviews, and I, I did work at a lot of crappy places, um, and I started to lose the love for what I was doing. I started to be like, ugh, I wasted all this money, and I hate what I do. I'm never going to find a good job. Sorry, get really discouraged. So don't get discouraged because once you do that, like you'll start doing other jobs and you'll start forgetting what you did in school. And because even between all these jobs, I did other jobs. I worked at a photography studio where I never got paid. <laughs> they still owe me a paycheck. <laughs> I never got paid on time. It was miserable. Um, I love the people I met there. Like some of them are great friends. Shout out to Sage. And really good people. Just the place was not great. They never paid us on time. And a lot of the people that work there can tell you. They're probably still not getting paid on time. Um, I worked at a factory where I was constantly in hives. I was allergic to yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I think I honestly I think I was allergic to one of the chemicals. But I did that. I did so many jobs in between trying to find an office. Like a good office, a place to call home. And I finally found it with them. They're very sweet people. But just don't get discouraged. And I know it's hard. And if you find yourself that you need maybe like somebody um, to tell you, like if there's a job opening, call me, hit me up, you know, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I can help you because I know people. I'm constantly getting a lot of job offers from places I went that I decided not to go with because I found this place. So... There, there's a lot of good offices, and I know a lot of people in the field now, so it would be very easy for me to help you get connected. So for the loyal listeners that have made it this far, <clears throat> you know, what are some resources that you, you now have available, available or know about that maybe they would benefit from? Okay, so once you've gone through the program and gotten on your feet, you've been like, I need to find a job. Okay, so you should definitely download Dental Post Listed. Dental post. It is going to be a lifesaver. None of these schools, besides the school I went to um, and other assistants that I've talked to, tell you about this app. They post every job in Georgia. Like, it does not matter where you are in Georgia, you can find a job. They post everything there. Um, along with that, keep in mind that you have to upload your resume, upload a photo, make sure it's a very professional photo. Um, not a, not like an angled selfie where I look cute. No, professional. Like passport style photo. Okay. Um, make yourself sound great, but don't overdo it. Make sure that what you're writing is something that you actually know how to do and describes you. Uh, show up to your interviews. On this app, like the people that are the employers, they can blacklist you. They can put an X next to your name and that informs the next application that you filled out. The applicant, this applicant did not show up for their interview, or this applicant was rude, or um, 
even if you get the job and then you decide that you don't want to work there anymore, uh, this applicant left before the week was over or whatever it may be, but they can blacklist you. So make sure that you don't burn bridges. After four, I, I believe after four missed um, interviews that you set up, you get kicked off the app. Okay. So make sure that you're keeping up to date with that. Um, upload any new job experience that you have on there. Everything. That app is a lifesaver. I found the job I'm at now through the app, and I cannot be happier. It's great. Along with that are some other tools, like um, there's Facebook groups. I'm going to give you a name or two of them. So there are, like, some Facebook groups that you can join, but you have to be a dental assistant. You can't just join to join. They have to make sure your credential is right and stuff like that. Um, they'll also ask for an employer, like a previous employer, to make sure that you're somebody that they really could benefit from having in that group. So what are the benefits of joining these groups? These groups, say you're a mom mm -hmm. and you don't want to go into a dental office and work 40 or 30 hours a week. You just want to work every now and then. They'll post like, hey, I need a temporary dental assistant for this week. Mine is out on the flu or something like they'll post that on there or hey I'm a new dentist that just came into town I'm opening my office in this city like I need dental assistance so some of these won't post on dental post because you have to pay to post on there so they don't want to do that they'll just go straight through Facebook and a lot of them will there's also dental assistants on there they'll be like hey I went to this job interview at this dental office and the doctor was a creep like ladies watch out Okay. Um, or like I worked with this dentist and he was very rude or I worked with this dentist and I'm leaving because I'm moving states um, he's looking for a dental assistant let me know if you're interested like there's things like that that they won't post on dental post that you can benefit from these groups and it's a support system they'll post some of the funniest things on there too so what are the name of these groups? it, it is called Did you not forget to write on that? <laughs> I forgot to write it down. No, it should be in here. Um, dental job opportunities in Atlanta. It's a group that you have to, so like you have to fill out some information. And then the other one is called Atlanta Dental Peeps. I know it sounds weird, but peeps. Atlanta Dental Peeps. They're very sweet people. You can ask them any type of questions. There's... um. Some of these places will ask for volunteers. There's these free clinics, like free dental clinics that happen every so often. And they'll ask for dental assistant volunteers. They'll ask for hygienist volunteers. They'll ask for dentist volunteers. You're not going to get paid anything for showing up. It's basically like offering the homeless or the underprivileged, the underprivileged um, dental care. So it's a really good experience. I've actually tried to get into some of these and... People, people give back. They'll, they'll do it for free. And I'm like, they're like, we're, we're fully staffed. Like, maybe next time we'll keep you on the list. It's like, okay, I try. <laughs> I try to help. Well, guys, uh, that's most of everything that we have planned for Sandra to talk about regarding her dental assistant uh, career. Uh, if you guys have any other questions or you guys need a little bit more information, uh, you guys feel free to contact me or Sandra, uh, or just 
if you're listening through Anchor, you can actually send us a message uh, and we'll be, be happy to help you with anything. Uh, but then this moves on to our next segment. Um, so what's next for Sandra Tinoco? What is next for me? Man, okay. Um, honestly, I, I plan on staying here just a little bit longer. I love what I do, like I said, but I need something more. Like, I feel like I've, I, I don't feel like I've outgrown the place, but I feel like I'm at a stage in my life where I want something more. I want to I wanna travel. I want to have this. I want to do that. And being where I'm at and getting paid what I'm getting paid won't, won't be able to give me that lifestyle. So I really do, I want to, like I said in the previous episode, I do want to get my business up and going, um, whether it be through like selling on Amazon or doing something like that, or maybe getting a food truck. I've always talked about going into business with my mom. Those who have had my mom's cooking know what I'm talking about. So I've always wanted to do that. Something like that. I want to, I want to start my business. Uh, I do, and I hope to do that within the next year. Okay. Um, so I do plan on staying here just because financially I do need some money. But I'm always looking for opportunities, uh, growing opportunities. So that's where I'm at right now. I do plan on going back to college. I know people are like, uh, she's always talking about going to college. Yes, I am. <laughs> I do want to finish college. Um. I was going for economics, like I said before. Not sure if I'm going to stick to that because I don't know. <laughs> Seems like, I think I stuck with it because it was the last subject that I really enjoyed in high school. But I'm not sure if I love it enough to like do it for the rest of my life. Right. So trying to figure that out. Or am I going to real estate? Like as a real estate agent? I'm thinking more of like the buying and flipping and then hiring somebody to sell my houses for me. (laughs) So do you have any like set plan developed for any of these? I did have, um, I was starting on the Amazon, uh, like selling through Amazon. I'm at a standstill right now because you know what you need to be able to sell? What is that? You need product. And in order to buy product, you need money, which seems to be the factor into all of this. I need money to be able to start selling. Um, But like I said, I do plan on doing it within the next couple months up to a year. Okay. So, So you've got a time frame. Right. You just don't have the time, the plan. Yes. Yeah, for that. Yes. And... Um, I know I need to get my business registered because I did start, like, I do have a business name. I just don't have anything on there. <laughs> so I know there's, like, places I can go to get, like, some guidance. But there's another factor. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> I'm going to be a lazy business owner. Watch me make it big, guys. I'm going to be a billionaire that never does anything. <laughs> That's a dream. That is the dream. Sitting on my butt with a cocktail would be great. So what do you think you need to like work on specifically? Um, I think I need to get better about just scheduling myself. Like, I'll get off work and like I've gotten into the habit of going to work out. Whoop, whoop. 
I'm getting healthy. <laughs> um, so I've gotten into the habit of going to work out. But after I work out, what do I do? I just come home, sit on the couch, enjoy whatever I want to drink that day, waste the rest of my afternoon. And I get home like at seven, guys, <laughs> from working out and doing that. I still have plenty of time to do things. Um, but instead of being productive, I just sit on my phone or I sit and watch TV. I could be reading a book. Right. I could be doing something like that, and I know I should be, but it's just that, like, I'm tired. I worked all day. I don't want to do anything, and that's not an excuse. It's an excuse. It's just not a reason. I to think be. that's the problem with most of us. We just have bad habits. Yeah. We have good intentions. We have, you know, we have dreams. We have goals, and, you know, we really want to achieve them, but it's just we're holding ourselves back right with our habits i think we're just a generation of dreamers that sounds so crazy that we are we're dreamers we we like to be like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm i'm gonna be like this give me like two years i'll be a millionaire it's like okay but what steps are you taking to become that right and it's like oh well well i have a plan i just haven't started it what's what's stopping us it's our mentality that I deserve everything. Everything should be given to me. I don't have to work for it. Right. So we've got the... Uh, I think my boss is like... He said that he walked into a restaurant. And he's like, can I have a Diet Coke? And the guy had like an attitude with him. And he's like, y'all have the attitude of like... He's like, y'all are y'all have the disease. He's like, y'all have the disease of butthurtness. Anything we say hurts your feelings. Right. And, he, and it's like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? And it's like, oh, you don't think I'm, you don't think I can do it? Well, well, I don't, I, I think I can do it, but I'm not going to do it just because you told me I can't do it. Like, we just have this attitude, like, everything is against us. Right. And he's so right. Like, but it's, it's truly not. We just decide, it's easier to decide. Everything's against us. The world doesn't want me to succeed or... I came I came from a poor family or I came from a a family where nobody went to college and it's just easier to be like well I'm just going to be another one or my circumstances don't allow me to do this. Right. And it's so much easier to say that than to be like I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure out a way to make myself better. I'm going to figure out a way to succeed. It's just easier to be like nobody else in my family did it. I'm not going to do it. Or my friends are like Bums, I'm going to be a bum. It's okay. It's natural. I'm 22. I'm 25. Yeah, there's a saying, right? Everybody's self-made, but only the successful, like, claim to be. Mm-hmm. But if you're a, you're a loser, you're a failure, you're, you're a self-made failure. You're a self-made average. Yep. You become, you become conform, conformant to what you, you decide. You become mediocre because you decided to become mediocre. Right. Nobody was born mediocre. We were all little kids. We all wanted to be something big. But we started to let our dreams get crushed. So I think we just have to start believing in ourselves. I mean, don't go crazy, guys. You know what? Well, I don't think even believing in yourself is enough. Because you can believe in yourself all you want. You can believe you're going to fly all you want. But until you actually start taking the steps to it, you're not going to fly. That's true. Unless a meteor comes... Hits where you're at and it <laughs> slings you forever that way. Guys, there's a way for humans to fly. And it's called 
Ah, uh, it's called it's called a wingsuit. You look like a flying squirrel. Well, that's not flying. That's gliding. It's the closest thing we're gonna get to flying. I'm just saying that that's not the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make is that <laughs> you know, just believing in yourself is not enough. And you know, they growing up they sold it to us that way. You know, just believe and believe, and you will succeed. Yeah, and that's not true. Like, you know, you can't win the race unless you start. That's true. It's like the whole thing with the dentist. It's like you're taking the first step to fixing the problem. Right. It's taking that first step that's the hardest, I think. I, the, think. I think the thing, yeah, with every job, I think that you get to a certain point where you, like, you realize, like, this is as far as I go. Like, before you didn't see the top. Right? Because you were so far down, you didn't see the top. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you get to the top and you're like, okay, this is as far as I go on this mountain. Like, right? let, me, let me jump over. And you're like, that mountain over there is way taller. I don't even see the top on that one. So I'm going to go try that one. And I think that's why people, you know, move careers and stuff. Some people like where they're at, you know. They like the view from their mountain and that's great and everything. But, you know, but that's not for everyone. I like my mountain. Mine's more of a hill. Yeah. But... But I definitely have my eye set on Everest. So here I come. Watch me fail. Watch me go. <laughs> Pick me up. Help me out. So with that being said, I think what one of the things we want to do for the podcast is, you know, to challenge our listeners and ourselves to become better than we are, you know, currently. Uh, and so with that, we like to, we're going to start, you know, putting out challenges that we're going to do and that we hope that some of you actually do along with us. Uh, And so the first challenge that we actually want to do is encourage you guys to read a book uh, and not just like a fantasy book or sci-fi or nonfiction or... A self-improvement book. Yes, or a book about what you're actually looking to change in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, it can just be like... uh, biography of someone you know somebody that inspires you right something like that that's actually going to change your life for the better right so for uh, we had spoken a little bit before this and sandra wanted to start reading the four-hour work week uh before monday's podcast so she's hoping to finish that out she's going to have a few notes uh regarding what she read and what's what she actually gained from it that would help her you know through all of this because we can both read the same book but take different tools from it you know because we each need different different tools it's not going to work the same for both of us and keep in mind guys this is a true challenge for me if you heard our first podcast i told you i do not like to read (laughs) it is the hardest thing for me to grab a book and voluntarily sit down and read so i'm gonna do this i'm gonna challenge myself to do this and hopefully we get something good out of it, right? Yeah, and I think what you should try to get out of it, too, is just create a habit of, of like, reading. Mm-hmm. Being a learner. There was a, a time where, where we were reading every week. We were reading a different book every week. And I stayed on top of it. It became, like, such a habit that I would just, like, grab the book and sit down. Grab the book and sit down. I can't remember the last TV show I saw around that time. Like, my time was so consumed by reading, but I had all this, like, I started to gain all this knowledge, and I was like, why am I still where I'm at? Like, what's making me stay here? So I started to be like, ugh, I hate my job. 
even though I didn't hate it, I hated that I was holding myself back. Right. And I think that's still the point. I hate that I'm holding myself back. But I'm stuck in the place where it's like, I don't know how to move forward. Right. And I think a lot of this, you find inspiration in the things around you. Um, and what I want to encourage you guys to do is do the challenge with us. I'm also going to read a book. I'm going to read the same book as Sandra, you know, just to make sure she's honest, keep her honest. So at, on Monday's podcast, we'll talk about the book and I'll actually like see if she actually read it. Right. But if one of you guys, you know, wants to read the book along with us and wants to contact us and be on the on the podcast for Monday, uh, just let us know before Sunday and we'll go ahead and have you on there with us. We'll talk about the book. We'll talk about some of the skills and stuff we learned. Uh, and if even if you didn't read the book, you can still tune in. Uh, listen to what we read and understood and then hopefully it'll help you in your endeavors or uh, you know just just for entertainment you can tune in and listen to us Um, but with that being said uh, we're gonna go ahead and call it a day Uh, we want to thank all of you guys for listening this far I know it's a little bit longer than the last one and uh, we want to encourage you guys to follow us on the current podcast app that you guys are using Uh, There's usually like a follow button there. If you guys just click it, follow it up, it'll notify you when we add a new podcast episode on. Uh, And that way, you know, we can help grow the community. And hopefully, you know, you guys are in the journey with us. Uh, We want you guys to contribute too. So if you you would like to join the podcast, like, you know, be a guest at least once, let us know. Uh, The more the merrier, right? The bigger the family, the better. Um, The bigger Thanksgiving we have. Guys, with that, we want to inform you that we are going to try to post every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, that's gonna. we're going to try to shoot for that. Um, Days may vary. <laughs> we're going to try to keep ourselves, you know, honest to that, you know. Because if, if we want you guys to, you know, commit to us, we have to commit ourselves to you guys. Uh, and so our next podcast will be Monday. It'll, we'll set it up for the morning. So we'll send out uh, a notification to you guys. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast, uh, we'd like for you guys to share it. And we want to thank you guys. And that'd be it for you guys. Bye.